Lay. Sir. Yeah. Yeah. Kane is in the building, nigga. Yeah. Alright, already the show goes on all night. Till the morning we dream so long. Anybody ever wonder when they would see the sun? Just remember when it comes to the show. And welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Always Pressing PGA DFS Podcast, previewing the 2021 Wyndham Championship out of Greensboro, North Carolina, the final event before the FedEx Cup playoffs begin. So you'll see some guys grinding hard to make it in there and, and just keep their torque guard in general. And then just some other guys kind of going through the motions. We also have a lot of the big dogs saying, hey, I'm good. I'll see you guys next week type thing as well. So it's a mixed bag. It's not like a horrible field. We've seen worse in the last month or so. But it's not the the top dogs you're expecting. You can find the podcast on Twitter at always press DFS. I am at BD Andrick, and my co-host is always on Twitter at DFS Golf Gods. Jesse, how we doing, man? Doing well, man. How are you? Not too shabby. Not too shabby. I'm actually uh, looking forward to the kind of joked right before we started that we have a cut event this week, and I'm very happy because it's the last two Sundays have looked really good until the Sunday's over, and boom goes the dynamite. So I'm looking forward to this. Yeah, well, you know, it's uh, it's much better when when you just know it's over with on Friday, and then you don't have to pay attention the rest of the weekend. Yeah, don't have to get your hopes up. It's like uh, I, I apologize. A member of the the Slack chat, we were in the the twenty max dollar twenty max. I'm trying out the modeling and getting this different stuff figured out, and like almost towards the end of Friday, he was we were tied for second in that thing. We were sitting pretty, like life was good. I'm thinking okay, and these are golfers I trusted. These aren't just like slubs. I'm like okay, this this will be good. No. It wasn't even my best. It wasn't even my best lineup by the end of the week. It's probably like my seventh or eighth best lineup. Yeah. So, just goes to show you, like that—that's where it's like. If this was a cut event, I'd be sitting pretty because all these guys like roll into the weekend, no matter how big the field was, and life is good. So, it is what it is. It was fun. I was just glad. Like I didn't. I know you didn't watch much this weekend. I watched like the first couple hours, and I was out of reception for like four or five hours yesterday. Got back to my phone and everything had changed. Like English was in the lead. Usti was in like T5. All this stuff. They were all gone by the time I got back to my phone. But I was happy, Jesse. Honest Abe, Abe answer finally won one. I thought that was yeah. pretty cool because the dude is a grinder and he's a good damn golfer that finally breaks through. It looks like they made the leaders play a different golf course. I don't know. Um, <laughs> but, I mean, anytime you're going over par there on Sunday, it's you're going to get lapped. So, yeah, yeah it was. Uh, it's cool to see uh, to Abe get his first win there. Sam Burns up there with him in the playoff. Mm-hmm. And, uh, of course, Hideki. But, uh, yep. yeah, what a collapse by, by Harris English. Yeah, two out of the three in the playoff both played the Olympics. You can't use that narrative just because Xander and those guys trunk slammed. Like, that was a weekend where at least Xander finished all four rounds. There was a point where I figured he was like, you know what, screw it. I'm going to take my gold medal, call it a weekend, and see right. you later because he was never in contention. Like, never even making a run. Morikawa was kind of wading through the waters. McElroy's didn't. Uh, the big dogs didn't show up like they usually do. So uh, that was quite interesting. But yeah, it was it was a weird week that Sunday because even like Tyrell Hatton, who I needed in the lineup, he was like three or four under through the first seven. I'm like, okay, cool. I'm gonna get a Sunday run from a guy. This is gonna be freaking awesome. I get I get done and he finished like four over on the day. <laughs> I was like, what the hell just happened? <laughs> so I know there's a lot of water on the course. Guess they found some dads. It happened to Usti. Usti found the water like twice down the stretch. English found the water. Uh Bryson found the water, all kinds of crazy stuff. Um, before we move on from this. Um, yeah, Tom Walton, Tom's back. He says Xander should have boss moved the field and used the gold medal as his ball marker. That mm-hmm. would have been funny. That'd been really funny. I thought it was funny. He shows up on Tuesday to do some practice rounds and he's wearing the gold the medal everywhere he went. I'm like, I don't I blame would've. him. I would have too. Hundred yeah, <laughs> percent. Would you rather have a gold medal or a green jacket? 
Oh, green jacket. 100%. Okay. I just want to make sure. Just want to make sure because there were some interesting debates on uh, on Twitter about stuff like that. Would you rather it's have not even close? So would the gold medal be like the fifth major to you, or would it yeah. be better than one? So all the majors are better yeah. than gold. Okay, yeah. just want to make sure. I mean, it, it goes for me. It goes Masters, U.S. Open, the Open Championship, PGA Championship. Then yeah, gold medal. Would you rather have the Ryder Cup or the gold medal? Ryder Cup. Okay, see that's what I'm saying. We're moving, we're moving it down. The, we're moving it down the yeah. list. President's Cup or the gold medal? No gold medal. Okay, then we found. I think we found our line. Yeah, <laughs> we found yeah. our line. Your John bottom. Deere Classic. No, I'm just kidding. Um, gold medal. Yeah, Barbasol or gold medal. I would take the Barbasol Championship. Well, yeah, you know the home field advantage. You got to represent for the people. <laughs> that's part of the deal. Uh, so yeah, it's, it was it was cool to see. I'm glad he did it. And then you know Nelly Corda taking it for the women. So mm-hmm. U.S. went one one. Took them both. That was a uh, good to see out there. But uh, we move on to the Wyndham this week. I'm not going to go on the Bryson saga. People can go look at that. It's getting people are on Bryson's side now. So it's getting really interesting. Did you see any of that? I, I didn't. I, okay. I was we can not talk, on Twitter a whole lot this weekend. We can talk about that some other time, but right. now they're calling it bullying. So it's getting very interesting <laughs> um, with, with Bryson's whole dilemma. So And English was put on the clock on Sunday. There's a whole whole spiel I, I found out when I got back into cell service on Sunday. But uh, I'll digress because it'll sound like I'm just complaining because, oh, my gosh, trunk slammed. And we'll go on to the Wyndham on this one. Wait, Dom says they said he used his gold medal as his tour credential during the week. That's freaking good. That's what that's I was real good. Yeah. That is outstanding. Like, just leave it on your bag. You know, people have like their club marker on their bag. You just kind of tie it to your bag and just walk go around with that. But uh, Wyndham Championship, last cut event, roll full field cut event of the season. Uh, 156 golfers, T65 and ties make it to the weekend. It's in Greensboro, North Carolina. So, uh, Jesse, what do you have for some past event history for us? Uh, this this used to be the the Greater Greensboro Open, and the reason I know that is because my uh, my my stepmom, God rest her soul, had a framed picture of Hal Sutton after he won this event in two thousand, and he signed it. Oh, is this the one you called me or you texted me or something? Said you found something like when no, you were cleaning no, out her house. Uh, that was uh that was a that was a hat that's okay. signed by Jack Nicholas and Arnold Palmer. But yeah. she's had she had a picture of Hal Sutton, man. She loved Hal Sutton. Awesome. Two thousand champion, by the way, fourteen under. He beat he beat Andrew McGee that year. <laughs> uh more recently, last year, Jim Herman, twenty one under, one shot over Billy Horschel. Uh two thousand nineteen was JT Poston, uh twenty two under one shot over Webb Simpson. Brant Sedeker won his second title in two thousand eighteen, twenty one under three shots over C T Pan and uh, Webb Simpson. 2017 was Henrik Stenson, uh, 22 under, one shot over Ollie Snyderjans, name you haven't heard in a while. Uh, 2016 was Siwoo, 21 under, five shots over Luke Donald. Um, Davis Love has won this three times. Patrick Reed has won in the past 2013. Sergio won in 2012. Um, Webb did win this tournament in 2011. That's pretty much all your relevant shit. Yeah, this is going to be a Webb Simpson field, and we'll we'll talk about it as we go on with the picks. But he's very going to be very popular this week, so that'll be a fun one to discuss. And this is Sedgefield Country Club, mentioned in Greensboro, North Carolina. So um, it's a par seventy, about seventy one hundred and thirty yards. You got Bermuda greens, quote unquote champion greens, so they're faster, they say. But we saw champion greens last week. Makes things interesting. Uh, Donald Ross design, so you're gonna have undulating greens. Um, it's like typical old school golf courses. You want to be on the bottom of the, of the hole, because if you're on the top, it's going to be nasty, nasty, um, movements, nasty speeds makes, a uh, two putting even difficult on some of these holes. Cause they're very, very large green complexes. Uh, they, there's not a lot of rough around the greens. A lot of green runoff is what you have to worry about out here. Um, you have 
12 par fours, two par fives, and four par threes. Most of the par fours are between 400 and 450 yards. So it's a very uniform course to some, as they would say. It's a lot of um, make sure you find the fairway because the rough's supposed to be about two and a half inches, give or take. And as our buddy Kevin would tell us, he played it over, I believe it was last Friday or Saturday. And he said, fairways are a premium because that rough is brutal right now. So that's going to be something to keep in mind as well. But if you find the fairway, you're looking at like literally 100, 150 in on most of these par fours. So there'll be common stats to look at in those ranges, a lot of wedge fest type stuff if guys are accurate off the tees. Um, you look at, I wouldn't worry too much about the par three scoring and whatnot because that's just pretty standard. But one more thing when looking at Fancy National, there's two, the two par fives. One's got a 6% birdie rate and one's got a 4% birdie rate, which is actually pretty darn good. If you, I mean, eagle rate. If you birdie, if you don't eagle it, your birdie rate's 56 and 51%. So you better score in your par five is what I'm trying to tell you on these holes because there's a one, two, three, four par fours that have around a 20 to 30% birdie rate. Everything else is, you know, 15-ish, give or take. So you, there's a few holes you really, really want to take advantage of on this course and those par fives being one of them in a big, big way. So pretty simple, standard stuff. Stay in the fairway, wedge fest it. It's going to be a pretty, pretty good stuff here. So what kind of stats are you looking at this week? Yeah, I mean, just a lot of like uh, tee to green stuff. Um, it is a, uh, it's going to be a, uh, a luck box putting um, week uh, as usual on the PGA Tour. I will say, you know, I mean, I know Kevin said that the, the rough was, was tall. I'll, I'll bet they chop it. Well, what what if it's if it's two and a half? It'll basically be what it was last week because they were showing it last week. And they said it was two and a half, and those guys had some issues there too. So two and a half yeah. inches. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you, but you know, just as far as like, it's not super penal. You know, it's not like U.S. Open type shit. So, um, but yeah, keeping in the fairway obviously does matter. Uh, and then uh, par five scoring, like you mentioned, um, and then you have to wait birdie or better because it just it's you know scores are in the low twenties or high teens. So there's, it's a birdie fest and you got to get guys who get, get hot with the putter, get lucky. Yeah. I'm big on a like approach approach from one to one fifty, par fours, four to four fifty, uh, birdie or betters opportunities. I just want the chances for those birdies, um, stuff along those lines. I, I, and, uh, go from there. I added a few other little things, but those are the main ones I'm looking at so far. So we'll see how well that plays out as I'm tinkering as we go. Before we get started on our DK picks, as usual, Fanshare Sports has been a friend of the show pretty much from the beginning. So make sure you check them out on FanshareSports.com. Use promo code ALWAYSPRESS for 20% off the package of your choice. You can sort through all kinds of different stats. I just picked a couple top, uh, the last 10 on Donald Roth design courses, DK scoring. Some of these guys only played two or three times on D, um, Donald Roth, but like Benny Ann, Mark Hubbard, Denny McCarthy, um, Nate Lashley, JT Poston, Jason Kokrak, Webb Simpson. So uh, those are a couple of guys, but again, that's not a massive sample there. One that's not too bad is the last 10 events on par 70, 7,000 to 7,200. Your leading DK scores. Webb Simpson averaging almost 102 DK points. The second place person, Sung JM, averaging 82. So that tells you Webb likes this kind of layout. Uh, Hideki Matsuyama, Kevin Na, Kevin Kisner, and Tommy Fleetwood check the boxes in your top five on those stats. All right, let's have a little fun, say you, Jesse. Let's check it out. Let me reorganize it to DK scoring. Uh, we start with two, four, six guys, 10K and above. We have Matsuyama at 11,000, Usti at 10.7, Webb 10.6, Willie Z 10.3, Reed 10.2, Kokrak 10,000. What are you looking at here? 
Yeah, I mean, start obviously with Hideki in the playoff last week. Um, he did miss the cut here in 2019, which was his last appearance, but he finished 11th and third in, the, in two appearances before that and then had two missed cuts before that. So he's like really a boomer bust, but obviously playing very well, coming off the second place finish last week. Um, Louis at 10K at 10,700. He's never played here, but you know, if you take out that 74 last week, I mean, like his worst round, that was his worst round in his last eight rounds. And if you go all the way back to like the open championship, he shot 71 the last day, which is not a terrible score in a major. But I mean, the guy's just playing really well. I, I, I would definitely go back to him this week. Um, co crack at 10,000, um, I think is playable. He's made his last four cuts here, uh, and, and in those four in those four cuts that he's made, he's got three top sixteens with a sixth place finish a couple of years ago, three straight made cuts, just a solid dude. Is it is it a Patrick Reed week? I'll let you I'll let you tell me. He's played well here. The dude just keeps playing every week, so that kind of concerns me. But he's twenty first in my model, so I'm not super in love with him. He doesn't really shine in any aspect of this, but it's Reed. I just don't. I usually don't like him on courses where he has to go super low. Like I kind of like him in like ten to twelve under range, not twenty under range. Yeah, could be could be totally wrong, but just he's more of a grinder course to me than a let's go birdie festive type thing. I got you. That's why I ask. That's why I ask. Well, that means he's going to win this <laughs> week because I'm off of him, so he's probably, at least a T five or something. Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, that's it for me. I mean, like this is a week where I don't really see myself playing again a guy above ten k. It's just like Will Zalatoris at ten three. I, I don't know. Webb Simpson's form coming in is very. I mean, sketch, but he's obviously got really good course history. So, yeah, that, that's the weird thing. Like, well, I mentioned, like I said, if you look at like par 70, 7,200 yard courses, Webb looks great. Look at uh, easy scoring courses, Webb looks great. And I was talking to Jesse before the show about this, where, you know, you can tinker your model to kind of give it whatever expectations you want in the reality of things. But if I just do just straight stats and don't try to conform it to exactly how the course is, just how you should play said course, he ranks 68th in my model of the last 24 rounds. Like he's playing bad golf right now. And that's what's kind of scary. He ranks ninth in par five scoring in this field, which is great. But overall, like it's just he's not playing well right now. I'm still gonna have some web just because of that course history is hard to deny. Yeah. The way he plays on these courses. I'm not like I'm on my 20 max, I'll probably still have you know 20%, five, five webs. So that's what 25%, I guess. Um, so I'll have a, a, a decent amount of web, but I'm not gonna go crazy like I know a lot of people will this week. Um, I love Usti this week at 10 7. I've been playing him a ton. You mentioned it was one bad round. Like he found the water a couple times, missed a couple putts. But when it comes to ball striking, the dude's just outstanding. He's seventh in par five scoring in this field. He's fourth in T to green. He's second on approach uh, over the last 24 rounds. Tenth in birdie or better. Like he's playing great golf. So I like him quite a bit. I think Decky is very interesting because I don't think people are going to pay 11000 for Decky. But he just keeps doing it. Like he'll make the cut and he has that one big round and he just starts contending. He does it time and time again. So I think he's very, very intriguing as well. And uh, you you said it with Willie uh, Zalatoris, and that's what's tough for me is I know a lot of people like him this week. They say he's back. They saw what he did last week. Again, another guy, 81st in the last 24 rounds for me. Like he's bad in a lot of these stats. His best stats, 11th uh, tee to green. Everything else is – I have multiple in the hundreds in this field. Like it's yeah. bad, bad right now. So if he proves me wrong, it's one of those I just kind of eat it and go, and I live on. So for me, it's pretty much – I love Usti this week. I like Hideki quite a bit, and I'll have some web because I'm not stupid knowing how well he plays this course, and he can flick that switch at any moment. So I'll definitely have some web also. 9K range. You got Harmon at 99, Fleetwood 97, Sungjae 96, Henley 94, Wolf 93, Scott 92, Si Wu Kim 91, Bubba Watson 9,000, 
Before you get started, Jesse, have you seen the cameo for Pat Mayo from Siwoo Kim? No. Yeah, Siwoo is going to be the like, maybe the most popular guy in the field this week <laughs> as someone paid for a cameo for Pat Mayo, basically saying, I know you like me. I know you like me in DraftKings. If you're going to play me in any event the rest of the year, play me at Wyndham because I play really well there. <laughs> that's true yeah so it's, what do you got no here? joke <laughs> i mean he does he plays really yes. well here it's some of this pricing is kind of confusing i mean brian Harmon at 99 yeah. I, you know he's his, his course history isn't great and his form coming in is pretty good but i mean i guess for the in the field i mean i would like start at sung jay um at 96 now another guy whose form coming in is not like really where you want it to be but ninth and sixth in his last two appearances at this golf course um, he has made five straight cuts. He did get a uh, top 10 at the Rocket Mortgage Classic. So I like going to him this week. Wolf intrigues me at 93. He finished 19th here in 2019. Um, he he had some, especially in that first round uh, at the St. Jude last week, he had a, a, he shot 64, which I think it's a par. Was it a par 72 or par 70 last week? I believe 70. So six under there. I mean, he was up there toward the top and then didn't have very good middle rounds and then backed it up with another under par round there on, on Sunday. So, um, I, I feel like Wolf is close. I know he's, he's had some maybe mental health issues, whatever, whatever has gone on with him this year. It's been a weird year for him. And at 9,300, I'm willing to take a chance. I like Siwoo at 91. I mean, you know, obviously he's going to get the Mayo bump, which is fine. The thing is, is like his form coming in is not great. 65th. He finished last, last, last week. Did you see his 13 that he made? Yeah, as impressed to see the picture of him and Kevin Na on Kevin Na's PJ going to this tournament and Kevin Na's quote yes, about yes, I, I Siwoo. Yeah. yeah, he's got <laughs> the highest, John Daly. he's got the highest ever on a par four and then the highest yeah. ever on the par three yeah. in PJ Tour That's history. Siwoo does, yeah, so uh, that was pretty cool. But I, I mean, I, I don't mind going back, going to see Siwoo at 91. Bubba is a GPP only play for me. He He's not played here since 2009, he missed a the cut then, he missed a the cut the year before that. So it, typically with Bubba, like he's he's only good on certain courses. That freaks me out. But his form coming in is is pretty good. My model likes him. Um, so I, I'm just gonna mention him. I don't know that I'll play him, but at nine thousand, you know, would I rather play Brian Harmon or Bubba Watson? I, I would take Bubba and take the nine hundred discount. You know, I see that. I get that point for sure. I forgot to mention, I don't mind Kokrak if you want to be weird because I don't think anybody's going to play Kokrak at 10K. Yeah. Like, I got at least super low ownership for a guy that, as long as he's accurate off the tee, great wedge player. Now, again, luck box putting, he has to have it because his putting usually sucks. So, but um, he's putted pretty well over the last 24 rounds. So I'm with you there that I mentioned that. But I agree. I'm a big Brian Harmon fan. Like, I am, and he's played well here, uh, 27th and 6th his last two seasons. It is hard to pay 99 for him, so maybe that's another angle if you want to play. Like he's ninth in the field in par fours, 400 to 450, which is if that's the target you want, that's pretty strong. Um, he's 19th in par five scoring. Like he doesn't like jump off the page where 9900 dollars. You kind of need a guy to finish high in the event, and he doesn't. He doesn't scream. I'm going to finish high, but you never know. He is a better. He, I will say this much: he's a guy I do like to target on smaller courses. So that does fit him very well. Um, so he could be a nice contrarian play. I could see that, but I'm with you in the fact that if I had to like play in a tournament, could like Bubba win versus Brian Harmon win? Yeah, Bubba for sure. Like we've seen that, like the Travelers, Bubba should have won that. I don't remember, was Brian Harmon even in the Travelers? I don't remember, but where did he finish? Not where Bubba was. But um, I think I think that's an interesting angle too. No Tommy Fleetwood for me. 
I'll probably still stay off of Sungjae, but he is playing much better of late. I, I agree with you on that one. The one that's really interesting to me, Jesse, is Russell Henley. Because this is a guy coming in some wonky, wonky form uh, of late. And he's been super low owned. And uh, he's been sub like 9% in his last four events. Rightfully so, because he has not played that well. But uh, it is a guy that, that uh, is quite interesting to me. Because you look at him his past events here. He's finished T9, T31 in his last two years here. And um, he, he plays very, very – his approach game, seventh in the field. His 150 to 170, second in the field. He, uh, he plays very well. But he's also got, like, a, a chunk of things that go the opposite way. So it's a very interesting angle to go with. But I like Henley at 94. Your wolf angle is intriguing for a tournament, too. I'll give you that. Like, this 9K range doesn't scream guys like I would love to play like you. No. That's no. why I might – usually, like, I always, I always say, I go two to three guys here and move on. This is why I might go in the 10K range because I'm not in love with this grouping. Like, Harmon – if you want to play ownership, I like it. Henley, I think it might be popular, so it kind of ruins it. Wolf and Bubba could be great turn like tournament plays, but I'm not in love with the range at all. Like I'm really not, and I might skip most of this range. I'll, like literally, um, in like top five, top fifty in my model, Harmon and Henley, the only two in the top fifty in this grouping. So, and I usually try to stick with that when I make my lineup. So we'll see how that pans out as the week goes on. But 8K range here, you got Matt, Bobby Mack, 8900, hit a good Sunday yet again. Kevin Na at 88, Woodland 87, Fowler 86, Seamus Power 85, Kisner 84, Streelman 83, Munoz 82, Schwartzel uh, 81, Rose and EVR. EVR coming off the Barracuda win at yeah. 8,000. So what do you like in here? Uh, you know, McIntyre at 89, I think, is very much playable. He's never played here, but uh, he's coming off the 15th place uh, finish there at St. Jude. Did, did miss the cut the 3M, but had a really good stretch. Before that, um, which included an eighth place finish at the Open Championship, uh, Kevin Nod eighty eight. He's finished. Uh, he hasn't played here since two thousand seventeen. But two thousand seventeen, sixteen, he finished fourth and tenth, and then uh, two thousand ten, he finished eighteenth at this event. He's got three straight made cuts, a second place finish in there at the John Deere, which is similar in the scoring as far as uh, how low these guys will go. And um, he did play the St. Jude last week and finished twenty third. So. I, I like I like Kevin Nall. Um Seamus Power at eighty five coming off the uh Barbersaw dub. He's taking a couple of weeks off. Uh hopefully coming back ready to go. I mean, his stretch before the Barbersaw was just crazy. Eighth, eighth, nineteenth, nineteenth, ninth. Playing really good golf. Hopefully he can keep it up. For some reason my, my model loves Schwartzel. Uh I'm not I don't know. He finished second at the three M, twenty sixth at the Barbersaw. He made the cut, finished 19th at the at the U.S. Open, playing really good golf. He missed the cut here last year, but was third and 15 and 14th and 12. Um, so at 81, I think he is he's playable there, and that's it for me. Yeah, and this is an, another interesting. Like I'm always a Bobby Mack fan. Doesn't look good overall, but I think a lot of his a lot of the reason why he doesn't look good here is because um, the Euro Tour stats aren't on this, I believe. So that'll uh, skew yeah, things quite a bit. You don't have any. It's just all yeah. PGA Tour. That's what I thought. So that'll skew this quite a bit when I'm looking at it. So that's one thing there. But um, Gary Woodland rates out really well. It scares the crap out of me. So I know he's been playing much better of late, but he's ninth in my model. And at the Barracuda, he had a bad first round finish. Very strong. Those stats aren't in here, so it doesn't even matter. But 11th at the 3M Open, but then miscut, miscut, 50th at the U.S., miscut 14th. It's like re overall form for Woodland is not great. So I'm not sure I can you know, check that box. But Seamus Power, I like a lot. Second in my model. Uh, his approach game, sixth in the field, second birdie or better, third in par five scoring. He is playing great. Even 13th in the par fours, four to 450, playing really good golf. This course should fit him pretty well. So that's quite intriguing. I mentioned earlier, 
that uh, different, however, like if you do the short course model, I said web pops, Kisner's third in that model. In this one, when you take it off, he's 114th. So that's one of those. And he, it's a guy we like on shorter courses too. We've mentioned that many times in the past. So he's another guy that I got to kind of look at some more and go to, I just want to, do you trust the model or do you go somewhere else? Cause he does not rate here, but I like him quite a bit when you're looking at kids. And it's one of those guys who's been slowly getting better and better of late, uh, you know, you know, 63rd at the WGC, 73rd at the, the open, but eighth at rocket mortgage, fifth at travelers, rocket mortgage, another Donald Ross course, rocket mortgage and the travelers probably closer to this kind of situation in the WGC and the open and the U S open. So he intrigues me a bit if you start looking at it in that regard. And then other than that, Streelman uh, rates out really well here, and he's he's got great history here. And just overall on these shorter courses, his iron plays pretty darn good. I think Munoz is interesting as well. And those will be my main guys I'm looking at here. Kevin Na, good good pass history, so he might he might find his way into some lineups. But for me, it's pretty much Woodland for now, Seamus Power, um, Kiz, and Streelman. It's kind of where I'm circling the wagons right now. But you, you said you're out on Ricky Fowler, right? <laughs> What am I ever in on Ricky Fowler? <laughs> I just want to double check because, you know, Narrative Street, he's not in the FedEx yet. So we, like him, uh, Justin Rose, some other big names, do they fight harder to get in? <laughs> I mean, they should. They should. They don't need but to. The thing is, like, they got the money. They're going to play in whatever tournament they want. Anyways. Right. But it's one of those like uh, I do a lot of things in life just for pride. I, I'd really be fighting to at least say I made the FedEx. Like I don't want to go Jordan Spieth and miss it. Like right. worked out for him in the in the end, <laughs> but there yeah. was a stretch there where was it him? Did Phil even make it last year? Or he missed it too. I don't think I, I don't know. I don't remember. Either. Yeah, there was like there was a couple years like ooh, that was rough. But uh, let's go to the seven K range, seventy five to seventy nine. Got Sneds at seventy nine, Mito Pereira at seventy nine, Vegas seventy eight, Poston seventy eight, Glove seventy seven, Gooch seventy seven, Leviota's back at seventy six, Kazire seventy six, Hugh seventy six, Moore Varner and Zach Johnson at seventy five. Getting into some murkier water here, Jesse. Yeah, uh, it's but I mean I, I actually kind of like a lot of these guys at, at, in this range. Uh, Mito, I, I do think he'll be popular at seventy nine. He's never played here because obviously just coming off the Corn Ferry, um, but has made every cut since uh, the Rocket Mortgage Classic. He missed it there, but since then he's made four in a row, and that includes two uh, two top tens, you know, fifth and sixth at the three M and the Barbasol. So. I like him. Vegas, uh, his course history is not great. Miscut, miscut, miscut. Eighth, miscut. But he's playing really good golf. Coming off the second place finish at the 3M Open. He's GPP only for me. Gooch at 7,700. Finished 25th here last year. Now he missed the two cuts prior to that. But that 25th um, looks good to me. And he has not missed a cut since the Valspar back in early early May. Uh, his finish is you know, not necessarily super good. But you know he's got a couple top 20s in there. Um, I like him at 77. Lebiota at 76, finished 42nd here last year, missed the cut year before that. Of course, he WD'd from the 3M where he was 30% owned. Should have burnt plenty of people there. Hopefully, he's coming back healthy, uh, feeling better, uh, and, and I will go back to him because before that 3M open, he was 8th, 4th, 5th, and his three, three starts before that. I will most definitely play Lebiota at uh, 76, and that's it. Yeah, we're starting to get into the realm. Like I said, it's a murky waters, but then you said, well, I kind of like guys. And I looked, and I'm like, oh, here in the bottom sevens yeah. is a lot of like my top 25 to 30 guys in my model because yeah. these are guys that thrive on birdie fest and short courses because they're volatile. That's why they're mm -hmm. priced here. But when they're on, these guys we've seen many times like the top 10 going, oh, we should have played him this week. But uh, these are them. Like uh, Lucas Glover, 
rates 20th in this field, come off a W a few weeks ago out of nowhere. So he's intriguing. I love Johnny Vegas. Like you mentioned, he's a guy who's ranked seventh in my model. Um, he's third T to green. He's fourth and birdie uh, better. He's 26th in, in um, par fours. He's 10th in par fives. Like everything you want for scoring, he and 11th in opportunities gain. Like he is just, we know he can birdie in bunches, like first round leader type stuff with Johnny B. So uh, yeah, he's another guy that I'll have a lot of. I love Leviota. I'm with you. I was riding him hard the whole time. He had a medical thing. Can't get mad at him for that. That was one of those. We got. I remember the Saturday night. All of a sudden, the news dropped. He's out. I'm like, oh shit. And then you find out what it's for. And like, okay, I can't be an asshole now. Like, you know, this yeah. is like yeah. he's actually. This is a bad thing. Okay, hope you're better. He's obviously better. He's back. So that's great. And he ranks fourth in my model. So yeah, I'll be. Have, he's number one in par fours, four to four fifty. He's third in proximity from one fifty to 175 and he's fifth and birdie or better he he ranks pretty well for a course like this Patton Gazire looks really strong here he's first in opportunities gained and first birdie or better in this field for me which is very strong and then the last guy I'll mention in this price range is um, Ryan Moore another guy short course type specialist scary thing is he's horrible on the par fives but everything else he looks really really good on it's only two par fives that's the beauty of it so just try to get a birdie, I guess, is what I'd pray. If he could do that, I'll feel really good about things. So, yes, after analyzing things longer, I'm going to have a lot of exposure to this range. Again, I'll probably, it means I'll have a lot of 10K guys. So stars and scrubs approach, here we come. 7K to 7,400. Jesse, who you like him? Uh, start with Chez at, at 7,400. Now, his course history is not really what you want, but you know we're down here in the low seven, so I'll take what we can get here. Miscut, 48th, 37th in his last three starts and if you go all the way back it's miscut 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 58th so it's not great but four straight make cuts for him two top 20s in those in those four starts uh was contending for a little while at the uh, i think the 3m if i remember correctly yeah um kind of fell off a little bit on sunday uh is it a patrick rogers week According to my model, it is ooh, he's like fifty six. That's like right. Well, here's so the no. thing about Patrick Rogers: it's always all or nothing. Yeah, I mean sixty six last year, miscut the year before that, twenty fourth, thirty eighth, and the two two appearances before that. Now he hasn't missed a cut since the Memorial at the beginning of June. Um, yeah, I mean thirteenth, thirty ninth, fifth in his last three starts. Now two of those were kind of opposite field events with the Barracuda and the Barbasol, but. This isn't necessarily an opposite field event, but the fucking field is weak. Um, And it should play similar to scoring as far as like the Barbasol goes, you know, it's it's a birdie fest. He played really well there. I like, I like him. Um, I hope you do too, because if, if you don't, then that sucks. But because you're the whisperer, but Bo Hogue, uh, 7,100 finished 42nd here last year. Uh, Played the Barracuda last week, made the cut 59th. Not great. But before that, two straight top 20s. Uh, Luke List at 71. Um, you know, I'm not usually a Luke List guy. For some reason, my model does love him. He must have been hitting a lot of greens here recently. But at the 3M, he finished 58th. Before that, he was two straight top fives. Barbasol, John Deere. Uh, so, you know, his course history is not great. 66, miscut, miscut, miscut. But, you know, if you're playing a GPP, you know, and you got and you're playing a lot of lineups, if you're single into your three inch max, I'm not touching. I mean, I'm not, I probably won't play Luke List, but mm-hmm. you know, if you're playing a lot of lineups, I would put him in a few. Yeah. One thing to mention is Dom said 3M is the number one comp course for Sedgefield. So fire up Chucky Schwartzel <laughs> and to keep that in mind for other things you're looking at. And he's using, I believe, Data Golf for the comps on that. But yeah, he, uh, Luke List, he's 16th in my model. So it's similar to what you said, is I won't be hardcore into him, but for my 20 max, a couple lineups, two, three yeah, lineups with him for sure. 
and see if he runs hot. But yeah, if I was in three max or less, there's no chance in hell I'd have Luke list in my lineups. But starting at the top here, I'm glad yours does too because Chesarizzi's number one in my model. Terrifying me. Every way <laughs> I, I tried to change things, like unless it was the Webb Simpson one that takes the jump, any other like round setups, like he's playing really good golf of late. Like I try to keep it 24 or less because I kind of uh, that helps me kind of keep the current form as well in play. Yeah. And um, he's checking the boxes, like you said, the consistent made cuts, hitting it well. He's ninth in approach, sixth tee to green, eighth in opportunities gained, second in fairway, sixth in par four to four to four fifty, first in proximity of one fifty to one seventy five. Everything you want on this course, Chez is doing. So it makes sense he's first in this field. So I think that's a great spot here. Um, CT Pan's interesting just for the fact, you know, coming off the silver medal, took the week off. He's an iron play guy, fifth in proximity from one fifty to one seventy five. So he can be intriguing he's better than most of these people in this range let's put it that way so that's an intriguing play with ct pan uh, a few others though that that are intriguing as well you know you got me keep staring at patrick rogers now he's just not uh not doing it for me yet but joel Dahman, he's at 7200 bucks 11th in my model he's eighth in opportunities gained uh, he had a good week at the barracuda and those stats are not in here so because we have no no t to green stats from the barracuda so that's another good one for mr Dahman. And then um, Luke List checks good here. He's from Bo Hogue. He's a, definitely a birdie-making machine, so he's quite intriguing. And then a couple others here. Brennan Todd actually rates out 30th in my field. He's first in fairway gain and seventh in four to 450. We've talked about him before. He's always consistent off the tee, and in a shorter course plays into his game, so this should be perfect for Brennan Todd. Now his current form ain't the best, so that's kind of scary, but um, I think he's intriguing at 71 at least, a guy we've seen win multiple times in recent years. So he, he's in play. And then Ryan Armour at 7K is sixth in my model, third in fairways gain, fourth in proximity. Very popular. I've heard his name a lot already. Kyle Stanley will be very popular. He's 14th in my model. Aaron Wise is 12th in my model. I told you this range terrifies me, Jesse, because they're all ranking very well. And if I follow the form, these guys will be in a chunk of my lineups. But I like Stanley and Armour over Wise. I'll tell you that much because Wise is super volatile. And his putter is just horrific. Everything else in Wise's game is great. His putter is bad. He's 114th in this field in, in strokes game putting, and he's 149th in this field in three putt avoidance. Like that is bad on these big greens. Like he could he could set you up beautifully and still run you out of a hole and not make the cut. So that's terrifying. So yeah, it's gonna be an interesting range to see how this uh, plays out uh, this week. Going 6K range, Jesse. Who are you looking at? Uh, I'm not gonna go super in depth on these guys, but there's plenty down here. Jim Herman, obviously the defending champion. Um, actually flashed him form last week. He was in the toward the I had lead him in there. A lot of lineups. Yeah. Did you? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, he was nowhere six on my, my radar, six of my but, twenty lineups. I mean, before last week where he finished forty sixth. I mean, and like I said, he was toward the top until a terrible weekend. But twentieth, twenty eighth, twenty fifth, twenty sixth. I mean, basically four straight top thirties for him. Pretty good at sixty nine hundred bucks there. Roger Sloan at sixty seven hundred. He he can. He can just start going off at, at, at any point. He ha- he's got decent course history too, 31st, 39th here. So um don't mind him. Alex Smalley, my my model likes him. He, he's played well of late. When I say of late, John Deere uh was his last tournament. He finished 47th, but he's he's made both the cuts that he's had that I've got on record since earlier this year. Sean O'Hare is a guy who is better than like when he's when he's healthy, is better than this price, but um, ninth place last week, so that's showing some some form for him. He did miss the cut at the 3M, but 11th at the John Deere. Um, his course history is not great. Missed cut, 22nd, missed cut, missed cut, but whatever. Denny McCarthy actually has good course history, ninth, 22nd, 36th, but terrible form. 
Uh, so if you're more into course history and maybe taking a flyer, I think Denny at 64 is playable. Uh, Chris Baker at 6,200. Another guy who finished 20th here last week, last year has made two straight cuts on tour. Um, and that is it. Yeah, this is a uh, quite the range. Cause like how the mighty have fallen. You have Molly and Cooch both at 68 and they're coming off a ton of missed cuts. Um, you have Cooch who missed the cut at the Barracuda for crying out loud. Like it's, it's he was in the go. field at the Barracuda. Oh yeah. There was like, I think him Sneds missed the cut. Go back and just get when you're bored tonight, just open up the PGA app. I did it on Friday night and laughed at some of the guys that missed the cut. And you're just like, oh, man, like <laughs> that's a bad one, boys and girls. Very yeah. bad. So, yeah, Cooch was one of them. And, he, and I don't think he was even that close when I remember where the cut line was. So that's intriguing. But uh, a couple guys that I have circled as of now, Jason Duffner, 47th in my model. He's third in opportunities gained over the last 24 rounds. And he's coming in in pretty good form. He's 28th at the 3M, 26th at the Barbers Hall, 18th at the John Deere Classic. Don't see how the Wyndham's too far off of those events. So this could be a good spot here for Duff Daddy at uh, 6,700. So that'd be a guy I'd be looking at. And then a few others here. Um, Henrik Norlander, Jesse. Henrik Norlander. This is a guy I like to play a lot. I'm wondering how popular he's going to be, but he's 10th in my mall. He's coming in with a 5th at the Barbersall, 28th at the John Deere, 38th at the Rocket Mortars, 61st at the Travelers, 25th at the Palmetto. So he's coming in in great form right now. And when you look at um, past events here, he finished T-59 last year in his first attempt here. But 10th in my model, 12th in approach, 17th in fairways gained, 5th in par 5 scoring. So I like Norlander quite a bit. He, he really, really stands out. Sadoshi Kadiras, 23rd. Um, some people compare this to Heritage as one of the comp courses. Heritage, he's a defending champion. Or he's not defending. He's won that event. He's ninth in birdie or better in this field, ninth in fairways, 10th in P, uh, par 4s. Four to four fifty. He's just a guy that if he finds water or he just he can find trouble. Is what I'm saying. But overall, at sixty five, he, he's definitely an intriguing option. Uh, Anamon Lahiri is another guy I'm not in love with, but he's a guy that can go low, can go really low. So he's a guy that uh, is interesting. Cam Percy, not sure if he can win this event, but he's a guy that likes to make cuts a lot. He's sixty three hundred bucks. Uh, he's six in opportunity or better, and fifth in approach in this field. So I think Pierce Percy at sixty three. If you're looking for a mega punt is a guy to look at, but like Norlander would be my main guy in this, this range, but like you can make arguments for a few others, but I'd rather not really. All right. Recapping things right now, Jesse, 10 K and above who you like him. I'll say Louie. Yeah. Louie's I'm just loving Louie Adam and one and done last week. And that was what another disappointing part about the failure, but this dude just his golf is on point right now. So I'll go Louie as well. Nine K range. Who you got? Um, I'm gonna say, uh, man, it's tough. it's tough. Yeah, it is. Uh, I'm gonna say Wolf. I'm gonna go with Henley, but I don't feel good about this range, like we talked about. Not like normal. Usually, yeah. I go like pick two. Yeah, <laughs> it's, yeah. it's so bad. Eight uh, K range. Go ahead and pick two here because it's a larger range than usual. I'll go with uh, Kevin Nall and Charles Schwartzel. I'll go with Seamus Power and Kevin Streelman, my second and third ranked guys in my model. So don't let me down, boys. Uh, Seventy-five to seventy-nine. Who you got? Um, Mito and Gooch. I'll go Lebiota and um, Johnny Vegas. Lebiota and Vegas. 7K to 74. Who you got? Chez and, and Rogers. Chez and Dalman for me, but it's a pretty large. I'll, I'll let you have Chez. I'll take Dalman and, and Armor to be different. There's a lot down here. It's going to make Stars and Scrubs popular this week, at least in my builds, which I usually do not do. So 6K, who's your one guy? Man, um, I mean, I'm trying not to get down here if at all possible, but I'll say uh, Roger Sloan. 
yeah, I'll go Henrik Norlander. If I got to go down here, I'll go Norlander to make things happen. Before we give our final wrap-up stuff, Dom had some uh, – he always has great comments in the chat. So you can watch us live on YouTube on the Fantasy Degens YouTube channel, or you can watch it later. But Dom's in here chatting with us all the time. And um, he mentioned Zalatoris at a putting contest. Feels like too much to ask. True. He said the last time Brian Harmon was priced this high was the John Deere. Same story, playing well and had good course history. And then he shit the bed. That <laughs> and then he also says, feel the power in reference to Seamus Power. So Dom's a good guy. He's in our chat all the time. Cranks out all kinds of different charts and graphs. And it's good stuff. So I recommend you guys check that one out. If you're building a cash lineup this week, Jesse, who are you starting with? It's tough. Um, but I, I would, I mean... I mean, because like your normal names just aren't there. I like Gooch and Cash. I think Charles Schwartzel is is there. Um, and then if you're kind of more up toward the top, I would look at somebody like I mean, trying to get Kokrak or or Lillian if possible. Yeah, like I'd start with like Streelman, Lebiota, and Reevy. And then if you can go high, go high. <laughs> That'd be my angle. Get those cheapies and go. Uh, if you're building a uh, GPP, who are you starting out with? I like Lebiota. Um, Mito, I would put him in there. And then, I, you know, Vegas, like I said, is I, th- I think a GPP play. I was just going to say, I want Shea 